Good morning, church. Welcome to church. This is our last weekend of June. Can you believe that? We are already halfway through the year. And this is a time when most of us are probably reflecting about our 2020, about what's been happening in our lives, about what's been happening in the world. But, you know, as Christians, nothing comes as a surprise to God. So this time of a slower pace, where we're taking things slow, it's actually a time for you and I to be dreaming with God, for you and I to be strategizing with God in what we're supposed to be doing for the next six months. Years ago, I was at a point in my life where I was just really down. I was looking at things around me. Things were not working. The goals I'd set for myself, nothing was where I expected it to be. And by some chance, I actually just started spending more time in the presence of God. And God began to show me strategies, began to show me tools on how I can dream with him, on how I can be intentional with my life. So today I am going to be speaking about the key to living in victory. So one of the things that God showed me was about having what most Christians will call faith projects. So basically a faith project is like a vision board or a book where you put your dreams in there, you put your faith projects in there. But the difference between us and the world is ours is grounded in God. One of the things that I put in my faith project book was I wanted us to have a house, a house of our own. At that time, we didn't have a house. We were so much in debt just because of one reason or the other. Um, we had high bills to pay and I was really discouraged and I'm like, am I ever going to have a house? And God said, start to dream with me. So I actually started to search the scriptures on what he says about houses, what he says about building. And I was actually quite surprised. One of the verses that I loved that became an anchor for me was Psalm 127, which says, unless the Lord builds a house. The builders build in vain. And to cut the long story short, today my family and I, we are living in our own house. But it was a journey from the point of being discouraged, dreaming with God, putting it all together to the point now where we are walking in that blessing. So if you want the word to produce powerful results in your life, you can't be just content by what it says you must believe what it says. You must meditate on what it says. And then you have to abide by what it says and you have to obey it. This is what we call acting on the word of God. So the key to living in victory is for you and I to be grounded in the word. So for us to be grounded in the word, what do we need to do? We need to feed on the word just as you and I eat every day. You and I need to be eating the word of God. We need to be spending time in scripture and not just reading the scripture as stories, but reading the word. So it is making a difference in your life. It is making an impact in our lives. In Joshua 1 verse 7 and 8, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, the classic edition, it reads, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. 
For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So if you want to prosper in life, this is the key that the Bible is telling us. And the word of God is saying, do not let this word depart from you. If you want to change your life, if I want to change my life, one of the first places to start is the words that we speak. What you and I speak, what you and I say to ourselves day in and day out is what will come out of our lives. And when we spend time in the word of God, we begin to speak the word. So when you're speaking the word, when you're meditating the word, you don't have to be prescriptive about it. You don't have to mention even the reference of where it's coming from because God knows where it's coming from. It's about the word in whatever interpretation that you have, whatever translation that you have coming out of you and that word anchoring you in whatever you're going through. You know, God's word when he spoke to, when he created the heavens and the earth, when he created everything, when he spoke those words, those words had life in them. And those words still have life in them. Because when God said, let the sun be there, let the moon be there, he doesn't have to continually speak those words today. He spoke those words once, and those words framed the world as we know it today. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, those words still have power. And you and I are created in the image of God. So when we speak words, whether they're words of life or words of death, those words have power. In John 6, 6 to 3, Jesus said, God's words are spirit and they are life. So when you and I take what we read in the word of God and we meditate on it and we make it life, it produces life in our lives. It produces power in our lives. And the thing about God's word is it makes a circle. It comes down to us from him. We take that word, we meditate on that word, and then we speak it back to him. It says in Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11, as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect, without being useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it to be. So right now, as we are about to start the second half of this year, what have you been meditating on? Have you been meditating on the headlines? Every day, actually every hour, there's a new headline that's coming up. Are we meditating on those? Are we meditating on the prophetic words that are being released by our media agents telling us this is how many people are gonna die in this year? This is how many people are going to lose their jobs. This is how many people are going to um, be bankrupt this year. Are we meditating on that? If we are, we need to change that. We should be meditating on the word of God. As I just read, God says his word will not return to him void. His word will not return to him void. And the thing with God is he does not, he's not a respecter of person. It works for whosoever. So if you and I 
are diligent and we spend time in the word, we spend time meditating the word, we spend time letting that word take ground. Like in Mark 4, it talks about the parable of the sower, about word, a seed that is planted on good ground. If you and I become good ground, that word will produce a harvest. And that harvest, that it will produce a stronghold, a good stronghold. So when we're being bombarded by all these things coming at us, they won't move us. They won't shake us because we will be grounded in the word of God. This week, I saw a post on Instagram that said, the worst purchase I made in 2020 was the 2020 planner. Basically what the person was saying, there's no point planning 2020. All the plans I had, everything is out of the door. But you know what? When you plan with God, when you dream with God, there's no time wasted. So as Christians, let's take this time of forced quarantine, of forced slowing down to get deeper in the word, to get deeper in the word. Amen. So if you're in a situation where you need the scripture to come out of your mouth, so you could be right now actually coming here. I saw a headline saying Qantas, so many people are going to lose their jobs. So maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you're not working for Qantas. There's talk around your workplace that you're going to lose your job. What's coming out of you? Is it fear or is it faith? We are not moved by what happens around us. We should be moved by the faith and the word that we have in our God. Amen. So if you find yourself speaking doubt and fear instead, it's an indication that there's not enough word in you. And I have found myself in those places. That's why at the start I spoke about this faith project book that I have. What that book has done for me, it has anchored me. It has anchored me when I'm feeling discouraged. I go to that book. I'm like, God, this is what I, I am believing you for. And this is what the scripture says about this. And therefore, I am standing on the scripture regardless of what is happening in my natural world. So to conquer the challenges of the world, the flesh and the devil, you and I need to have spiritual strength within us that can only be strengthened by the word of God. We have to be so established in the word that when you bang your toe, scripture comes out of you and nothing else, just scripture comes out of you. So you know what, church, let us get into the word. It sounds really simple, but this is the key to you and I living in victory. So how do you live in victory? The first thing is you need to believe it with your heart. And you need to say it with your mouth. So Mark eleven twenty three talks about believing in your heart and saying it. So as we read the word, it's not good enough to just read it and keep it in us. We need to speak it out because as we speak it out, we're establishing God's kingdom in our lives. We're establishing God's kingdom in our city. We're establishing God's kingdom in everything that we have influence over. So faith will not work in an unbelieving heart. So when you read the scripture that says, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. If those are just words to you, if that is just a verse that you hear people recite when it's time for communion, 
if you speak those words when you're sick, they're not going to work. Why? Because you are not believing. So when we speak the word of God, we need to believe it. And what makes us believe it? It's Joshua 1, 8. We meditate on it day and night. We think on it. So basically, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. To meditate is just to think on something over and over and over again. So if you're worried about something in your life, you know how to meditate. Now let's shift it rather than worrying about what could happen. That is bad. Let's begin to meditate and say, God says that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Though my body is ailing right now, though my body is in pain right now, I can see myself healed. I can see myself walking cancer free. I can see myself just breaking that generational curse of sickness that is in my life. Begin to see yourself walking in victory. So number one, how do we live in victory? Believe in your heart and say it with your mouth based on the word of God. So we can't have Abraham's blessing with Thomas's faith. Not dissing Thomas, but Thomas wanted to touch it. He wanted to see it. Whereas Abraham, the blessing of Abraham is still being fulfilled this day. He didn't see all of it in his, with his natural eyes. Whilst he's in heaven, he's actually seeing that blessing unfold in ways that he never thought could happen. Number two, faith calls those things that are not as though they were. That's in Romans 4, verse 17. So as we reset right now, second half of 2020, we look around our world, things seem gloomy, things seem bad, but we should not focus on what we see. We should focus on what the scripture says. God says he has called us to conquer. He has called us to uh, overtake. He has called us, he says, he said to Joshua, where you set your foot on, you will receive that land. The same word he spoke to us, it might not be physical land, it could be physical land, but where you claim your stake in the spirit, you will accomplish that, you will conquer in Jesus' name. So number one, believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth. Number two, call those things that are not as though they were. This is where you need the word to back you up. This is where, you know, meditating on the word comes in handy. Number three, faith demands corresponding action. It's not enough to speak it. It's not enough to just call things. There's a part that you and I need to play. And, you know, when you have conversations with the Holy Spirit, he'll begin to show you, I need you to do this. So I shared just at the start, we had a desire to, um, to own our own house. And I remember God, like, there's a, I don't know how many years it was. And God said to me, I need you to unlearn religious practices that you've learned on how you're managing your money. I'm like, what, God? I, I'm in church. I tithe. I do this. And you know what? Looking back now, some of the things I was doing it, not from a place of revelation, it was just a place of habit or just because I saw someone else doing it. And in unlearning that, our practices began to be aligned with the word of God. 
And like it says in Isaiah 55, that his word will not return to him void. So now we had the word, we were speaking the word, and we had corresponding action to back it up. And you know, when you do things the way things are done in God's kingdom, it's only a matter of time when you will accomplish or when you will receive what you believe in God for. It's not a, will it happen? Uh-uh. It will happen. It's just a matter of waiting and hearing from God when that will happen. So as we build our faith, we will see God move. And once you see God do the impossible in your life, you get a hunger. You want to see him do it more. You get like, oh my gosh, God did it for me here or God did it for that person. That is the power of testimony. It says in Revelation that they overcame by the blood of the lamb. The blood of Jesus, the most powerful thing that you and I have. And in that same verse, it says the power of their testimony, the blood of Jesus, power of your testimony, power of my testimony. So as God is doing things in our lives, let's not be quiet. Right now, we have a crying world. We have a world that is full of hopelessness. The statistics when it comes to suicide are staggering and they're getting worse. In our region here in the Hunter, we have one of the highest suicides rates in Australia. You and I have a testimony. Let's be speaking to our neighbors. Let's be speaking to our workmates. Let's be speaking to our children. Let's be speaking to anyone who comes our way and we feel that leading of the Holy Spirit. So we need to set our expectations by what the scripture showed us, shows us and not by what is happening around us. So that person who posted on Instagram that 2020 is a write-off for them, that's not you and I. Right now, it's a time to get deep. It's a time to get grounded. You know, in the word, it says God took them to the wilderness. Right now, 2020, the world has been taken into a wilderness season. Do you know what happened after a wilderness season? Always supernatural, always abundance. Think of Jesus. He went into the wilderness. He came out. His ministry was established. Isaiah, Elijah went into the wilderness. He came out. Baal, his prophets, or was that before? I don't know. He went into the wilderness and some supernatural thing happened. <laughs> the Israelites, they went into the wilderness and on the other side of that, they conquered and they inherited the promised land. So let's not waste this time glued onto the television, glued onto headlines. It's good to be informed, but we should not be meditating on that. We should be meditating on the word of God. So I'm going to give us homework for the coming week. And I've called it faith in action plan. So you and I are going to put this into practice. Number one, ask God what he wants to do in a specific area of your life. If you don't know what area to ask, that area you're worried about, that area you keep playing that scenario in your head, what if I lose my job? What if my kids did this? Or what if my marriage, this happened? Take that worry, bring it before God and say, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? And God always speaks. God always speaks. 
So it could be something to do with your health or could be your calling or your purpose. You know, right now, talking to a lot of people, we're being reset. Life as we knew it. God has told a few people, I want you to start businesses. I want you to quit your job. You're like, God, what? In the middle of a pandemic? But if that's the instruction God is giving you, it's time to obey. God is telling some of us, you know, to step out. Those dreams that were dead. God is speaking to all of us something. Number one, ask God what he wants to do in that specific area. Then the second thing, you write down what he has shown you. Ask questions where you don't understand. You know, the thing about our relationship with God, which makes it different any other religion, is the relationship, is the fellowship. God created you. He knows the words you use. He knows how in touch you are with your emotion. He knows you. And as your creator, you can ask him any, you can ask him any question. No questions out of bounds. Just ask him. Ask him questions where you do not understand or you need more clarity. Just have that conversation. So one, ask God. Two, write it down until you actually understand what it's all about. Number three, write a scripture to support your your faith for the choice, for the question that you've, he's, uh, you've, um, he's shown you in point number one. The reason why we put that scripture, like Isaiah 55, it says his word will not return to him void. And in the day when worry comes, you might forget everything that God has shown you. And all you might remember is that scripture that God has said, so it could be, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As you're going through your day, as worry begins to arise, and maybe that's the scripture God has given you, you can just be saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the thing is, you will get out of that funk that, you, that you'll be going through. Number four, begin to visualize what it looks like. Use your senses, use your emotions. Describe the picture. Begin to see it. You know, in the Bible, so many times, God would speak to the prophets and say, what do you see? He spoke to Ezekiel. It's like, what do you see? It's like a valley of dry bones. And then from that valley of dry bones, an army was created. So begin to visualize what God has shown you. And begin to visualize. It says in Psalm that he gives you the desires of your heart. If it's in your heart and it's good, God wants you to have it. Begin to visualize. What does that look like for you? And number five, write out declarations based on what you have seen. So make it something that makes sense to you. Don't make it too big. Make it simple so that you can, remember, you can do it in the car. You can do it, you know, if you're jogging. You can do it. You don't have to physically pick up your book to see what you wrote. So our faith in action plan for this week. One, ask God what he wants you to do in a specific area of your life. Number two, write it down. Write down what he shows you. Number three, have scripture to back up what you're believing for. Number four, visualizes, visualize it. Use your senses, use your emotions, describe the picture. What are you seeing? Let that picture be imprinted in your mind. Number five, write out the declarations and then pray those declarations daily.
This is the key to you and I living a victorious life. We don't know when God will fulfill what we're asking him. However, you and I need to make a room for when he does answer. So begin to make room. This is the, you know, faith, the corresponding action behind our faith. Begin to make room for the blessing that you believe in God for. I'll finish with this last scripture. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 14. I'm reading the New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home to your own land. God is waiting to be found by you and I. And his plans for you and I are good. They're hopeful. There's a future in front of you and I. So right now, I'll just pray. And as we pray, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, what areas in your life have you been speaking death? And if they are areas, the first thing you ask God for forgiveness. No need to feel condemnation. We all have times when we've spoken death. But what we need to do, ask for forgiveness and cancel the power of the words that we've spoken. The second thing we'll pray about, when you look into your future, when you look into the future of your family or even this country, are you seeing fear? Are you seeing death? Are you seeing hope? Are you seeing prosperity? If whatever you're seeing does not line up with the word of God, Again, first thing, repent and ask for forgiveness. Second thing, ask God to give you his view of the future concerning your life. And over our church, ICC, God has spoken that this is a year and a decade of new beginnings and the supernatural. Let's begin to speak what it is that we want him to do in our church. In your eyes, what does new beginnings for this church look like? In your eyes, what is supernatural for this church looks like. And let's begin to call forth those things that are not as though they are. I'll just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your word is true and your word is everlasting. We thank you, oh Father, as it says in Isaiah 55, that your word will not return to you void. And Lord, right now, we partner your, our faith with your faith, almighty God. And we say, Lord, everything that you have called us to accomplish, it will be accomplished in our lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak to every place in our lives, every situation where we've been speaking death words. We cancel those words in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. And Lord, in place of those words, we speak your word. We speak your way. We speak your will in the name of Jesus. Over our church, ICC, Lord, we thank you 
because you have spoken a word and that word is established that this is a time for new beginnings, that this is a time for the supernatural. And Lord, we partner with you, begin to show us in visions, in dreams, what that looks like so we can begin to declare those words, almighty God. And Lord, we pray for our ICC family around the world. We pray for our friends, our families, and declare, Father God, your goodness follows all of us, all the days of our lives. And Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Have an amazing week and remember to do your homework, your faith in action. God bless you.